look for opportunities to benefit other people. Today, we're going to talk about the league, but not the major leagues like baseball, not the league of foot volleyball, although that might come up. We're talking about the TSE Hustlers League with my man, Donald Kelly. If you don't know Donald by now, you're just choosing to live under a rock, I think. But Donald, welcome to Start of the Doubts. I'm Jared Easley. Donald Kelly, how are you doing? Jay Money, thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate being here. And our, I know love how every time we do an episode, we're around food. So yeah, that's fine. I, I'm I, fine with that. <laughs> I feel a little bit judged right now, but I, I think we made the right call. We are I at, think it's me. I'm, I'm the one I was bringing you to food places. <laughs> we are at a food place. And the last time we actually recorded our interview, I think we were in the same place. <laughs> that may or may not be true. I have to go back and look. But yeah, man, how you doing? You good? Doing well, man. I appreciate you being, being able to have me and chatting about some uh, podcast movement and some of the league, man. Heck yeah. I mean, just a matter of minutes ago before we hit record, you were telling me something that really interested me. You said that you've been podcasting now for 625 episodes. And yeah. I think that's... That is a major, major commitment. You don't get to 625 unless you're all in. <laughs> unless you're cray, cray. <laughs> unless you're cray. 50 no, shades we, of cray. <laughs> yeah, 625 goes out today. Episode 25. And it was, it was just mainly, um, it became a hobby. Because remember when we first started talking about it, right here in Boca, it was just more of like, uh, let's do some of this fun, do a little hobby. And then it evolved and opportunities came. So it became a business from that. And... We saw that it was working, that it was bringing in business opportunity, so we kept it going. So right. it's a marriage of one, something I like to do and fun, and then two, it's bringing in money, so keep doing it. Yeah. So obviously, we're talking about the sales evangelist. That's the show you've been doing all this time. And one of the questions I asked you before we hit record, and I we just got to have this on the show, is what are a couple of lessons that you think you've learned or that has a no-brainer? Now, looking back, okay, I know this, this, and this. Yeah, definitely one of the major ones is a process. We talked about that. Like right. you just, I was, when you're a hobbyist, you just kind of like, you know, you want to just do it, do it for the fun of it. But then I got to the point where, and, and okay, so two things. Let's go back, start out small before you go big. And for when I started off the show, I started doing one guest interview per week, went out on Fridays. And then I was like, you know what, it'd be good to say something, some of the tips that I'm learning. So we started Monday where I did a tip and then Friday a guest and then it came like later on down the year, like a year later, I was like, you know what? I think I could do three now. And I did a Wednesday episode. And that was a lot of bandwidth. You still had a gap in between and you could have a lot of room to mess up there. But then when I went to five days a week, it was like, there's no, you had to have the process because there's no room for error technically. Right. And you had to know what was going out and have a full schedule and have people coming in the funnel. And then you had to have emails going out to coordinate and and you had to get all that. So it was literally doing a process and outlining it. And we have a lot of canned emails that we send out. And then we also have some, uh, what do you call it? Some processes with Asana stack. And then also with Google Drive, um, where we, we utilize those things. And there's a whole sequence. Right. You're, you're, not all of your staff is here in sunny South Florida. We've got people all around the world. So It makes sounds like Which I'm a big good. business. but Well, you are, you are a big business in my eyes. So uh, congrats on that. Well, so when do you record these shows? I guess that's the question. I, obviously, I'm guessing you have like days that are kind of set in stone. Yeah. This happens on this day, maybe. We do. Because the first, the first time I used to just do it whenever I, I could get somebody like a guest. Because, you know, when we were working, I would sneak out during lunchtime. 
and go in the car and go record an episode. At <laughs> I do remember time. that. <laughs> like, Jared, you have a mic today? <laughs> like, Can you bring a mic? <laughs> <laughs> what hotel's nearby that has Wi-Fi in the parking lot? <laughs> Acoustic was amazing in the car. This episode did sound great. <laughs> I couldn't work, crank the AC. Because yeah, it was, it was like, the summertime. It was like sweating like a dog. Let's finish this um, interview. Like we gotta go, man. Wrap it up, man. <laughs> guy, guy Kawasaki, you done? Yeah. <laughs> no, but we did. Um, I do it on Mondays now, so I had to come up with a system. So Mondays, I use Calendly, and I just designate any time. You could pick any color as long as it's black. So really, just like any time on Monday, and then I break Monday in a lunchtime where I still have lunch with my wife, and yep. then after my last interview is four thirty, and I have one ever sitting like for this is the first one probably in like two years where somebody. I'm doing an interview next week at six because they're in Australia, but typically it's within that frame. And then after that, I then send them over to Asana and let my team know like, hey, it's done. And then they can start putting the schedule out in place. Now that you've been doing this for several years, how do you determine like who's a good person to have as a guest? You know, I'm sure you've had some good and maybe some not as good. <laughs> I've had a lot of not so good to be, and I'm, yeah. I'm being transparent on that being lenient. And I think it kind of it diluted the quality a little bit. Where, because sometimes you're like, yeah, Someone you give a shout out to be a sales yeah. guru. And nah. because, yeah, when you get to this point, you're like, I need content right. you need to feed the beast, right? And so you're not as too picky. And when you can get them in a pipeline, it's good and you can start hunting. So if I can get the inbound, I just review them real quick. I look at them. Do they have something? If it's, if it's not sales, something that can relate to salespeople, because I've had people who love that stuff. Yeah. Like somebody might speak about a topic, but it's not directly how you can become rich, it's how you can overcome your negative mindset or how you can overcome addiction, which something actually does tie in with a lot of these salespeople, whether it's like caffeinated or drinks or alcohol or whatever, your road warrior. So we had a couple of things like that, but for the most part, it's related. But I like somebody who has a top, clear topic, clearly designed for me. I've had organizations, you see them too, these internet groups that send out, this person would be great for your podcast, but then he's speaking about like badminton. And it's like, <laughs> they, but they started a business from scratch. So that ties to sales. I'm like, so I have to like dig and figure out how yeah. does badminton tie in with sales? Like, give me a topic. Give me three topics that tie to sales. And I would look at them. But that's some of the things I go through. But right now, we're trying to target a lot of people in the target sales areas like Silicon Valley. Yeah. Getting up those uh, sales leaders, trying to get those sales leaders. If I knew a thing, sales leaders in Silicon Valley are big places that are well known because they obviously have that community and that's the community we're tapping into right to obviously help with download so and obviously it's good with business so we're trying to do a little bit more of that no i think that's great i'm encouraged as your friend as someone who this was a, a child a brain an idea in your in your brain a few years ago and then us just talking through it walking around literally a pond <laughs> And now to see you, you know, do this full time and have flexibility, go have lunch with your wife and meet me today for lunch and, you know, still get creative and use your gifts to build something on your own. I, I'm really proud of you, man. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm not just trying to, you know, puff you up with this, but it's just like, it's not, I would, if I say it's build it on my own, it would be a far fetched, but I, no, you, have no you, you know, got folks like you and the motivation, inspire, inspiration. The first time I spoke on a podcast was on this podcast. Remember? That's right. You yeah. started out and I remember sharing it Jeffrey with that night. Yeah, and I was like telling Christina, look, Jared had me on a show to share a little tip or whatever. Even before the <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. Oh, that's right. That's Even right. It was Jeffrey. I've totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. And it was that's where the, the sales evangelist was birthed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, dang it. And then we were talking about it. You're like, dude, you need to do this. And uh, anyways, we'll so from it there, yep. it's, it's been great. <laughs> we need to fish up that clip and 
have you like do a throwback Thursday little just sound bite. <laughs> I think it was on that Pat episode you shared one of them. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. That's right. And I was like, I thought I was like big deal, man. I, I think it was, like, was like my third episode ever. Jared played a little snippet of me, man. That's wild. <laughs> So that was maybe, you know, we're talking a little over four years ago. 2012, but, right? But yep. now, you know, you, you think of like dog years, podcast years is kind of the same way. <laughs> like, yeah, four years. I mean, I sound like that long time, but in podcast yeah. years, you feel like you're, you're like a grandfather. <laughs> I got like grand grandkids. I taught people who taught in podcasts who are teaching people who open podcasts. <laughs> it's so true. What do you got coming up? So besides wonderful Jay Money's and Dan podcast movement, you know, that's coming up in August. Yeah, so of course, you're the MC again, and it's rightfully so. Pleasure. It's an honor, and yeah, I'm humbled for that. It's, you're in it's front always of cool. people from CNN and ESPN and last Apple time I was in front of people from Skype CNN, and man, Microsoft. Was... And <laughs> last time somebody from players C- there. Yeah. Last time somebody from CNN said something about me, it was about me going to jail, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm okay. just kidding. I'm not going to say I was like, no, CNN. I'm just trying to think what you would go to jail for, right? Like, uh, no, I'm messing around, man. For being a good salesman, I guess. I don't know. No, but um, no, no, it's cool so, um, to have people like that. I remember last year when ESPN, I sat next to somebody from ESPN. I was like, no way. I was like, this is pretty cool. Like talking. Yeah. And uh, it was two years ago from the Q&A. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it, it's fun to see people that register in the emails. I yeah. get all the emails with someone registered. And I look and I'll be like, hey, man, that's focus on the family. Like, I know like, about what? focus on the family. <laughs> They're sending people to our event. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. A huge, you guys have a yeah. huge production. Um, it's becoming that way. Yeah, yeah it is. And uh, I sent you some videos that we're going to tease. They're kind of like the intros for the keynote speakers. Yeah. And, you know, you and I were chatting about that. But I, I just love how the progression is from, you know, back then to now and just finding little ways to continue to up the game and continue to be better and or t- attempt to be better. Oh, it's, it's definitely a better. Like you could see that quality. Remember being in uh, the first year in Texas. And just like, you know, having that, that little stage. And yeah. then last year, just like that stage blew everybody's mind. And it's just like how much detail and stuff went into it. And it's just the little things yep. that now makes the biggest difference about it. And obviously the quality of the content is really good too. Cause you're, every time I go, you know, I mingle around the hallway and talk to people and then I'm listening <laughs> to somebody's session. I'm like, dang, I need to use that. I need to take that idea. Yep. <laughs> so I don't think there's anything awesome. wrong with taking ideas. I mean, I've taken almost all my ideas. Shoot. So. I can't make it. I don't think I've done much original stuff. Many. <laughs> no, you just borrow it and make it your own. Yeah. It's, somebody uh, gets bothered by that. It might not be you. I just interviewed uh, Jeff Goins, actually. They reached out to me. Yeah. And uh, he came on a show. And what we talked about was his book, like the copy, you know, copying. Like the, the idea of being, you know, you don't have to be a starving artist right, right, for other right. people. And we, I see that with salespeople sometimes. They think they need to reinvent the wheel. It's like you just learn from what somebody else did and just copy that. Just make it you. Make it Jay Money. So. Yeah. Well said. Well, before we wrap up here, I heard a rumor that you're working on some uh, break dancing moves. Is that true? I only can say so much, Jared. I only can say so much. And uh, well, maybe just people say, that come to podcast movement will, will if they come to podcast, they that will could be alluding to. And if you're listening to this in the six months, you you would have known what it was. It's likely there'll be videos <laughs> online. Videos. Where you could search Donald Kelly break dancing. Well, let's just put it like this. I, you know, I've been hitting up some underground uh, uh, <laughs> events and uh, bringing my cardboard around with me. I, the fr- refrigerator boxes are the best. <laughs> I heard West Palm Beach, a, a, you know, a deep. High, yeah, deep underground break dancing. Scene. It is deep down there, man. It is. It is. It's some thick stuff going on and. <laughs> And I uh, got some new knee, you know, my knee surgery. So I'm ready to do everything. So that's all I'm going to say about that regarding that. Um, 
before we hang up here, do you have any um, tools or little resources that you've come across lately that are like, hey, this is kind of fun? Yeah. Um, I think the, let me see if what apps I have, the latest one that I've downloaded. I've got Golf Clash. That's pretty fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and some people have utilized this before. Yeah. And you heard me talk about it, but Prezi. Oh, Prezi, yeah. And they absolutely. just have a new version, Prezi, that came out last year, Prezi Business. So then they have the classic and then a newer version. So it makes it even easier for folks who are not as creative like I am. I'm not, you can, I love to get their templates because I'm just not creative to create all that stuff every time. Right. But they have the new stuff, which makes it very easy. And it makes it differentiate your presentation. Sometimes absolutely. we go in with the PowerPoint, but do something different. I was at an event the other day and a guy utilized a Prezi. I knew it was, it stood out. It wasn't a PPT PowerPoint. So... And they have an app now for your phone, so you can utilize that too. So that's my tip, suggestion, the little little tool. I dig it. Well, my friend, as you know, I'm always grateful for your hang time and proud of what's going on and I appreciate your leadership in this space. Well, I'm, I'm honored to be here and to be a part of what you're doing, J-Money. So we always close out with final thoughts. What's your final thoughts? Final thought for today is look for opportunities to benefit other people. What I mean by that, I did an episode that going out on Monday is reciprocity an idea of a bribe. And sometimes people can get those mixed up. But when you truly do reciprocity, it's when you give something without looking for return. Bribe, I give you this, expecting something in return. And too often in our space and online, people will do that. They'll hit you up with like a, you know, share a tweet. And then all of a sudden you get a sales pitch email. Like, so he's like, you know, but if you do it genuinely, care for people and really look for a way like Jared, I know on Twitter, you're a person who focus on you know, noticer, being noticed, like noticing other people. If you do that, people care and they'll, they'll connect with you. Just be that person of caring and not do it as a bribe. Do it from genuine. And that's where reciprocity comes from. You know, I'll admit something to you, uh, Donald. I've, I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said, but I have been guilty of saying, hey, I'm, I'm generously hooking so-and-so up. And in the back of my head, even though I think I'm doing what you just described, I do kind of be like, well, I, I deserve... Like, give me something back, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pour it <laughs> in my I'm hand much. for a dime, whatever. And, and I've had to catch myself on that a couple of times because, yeah, you're right. You don't want to go into it with just thinking, hey, I, I expect or demand or, you know, retribution or, or whatever it is. So I, I've actually struggled with that, Donald. I'll confess that to you. And I, I'm, I'm working on it. I think that's all of us, Jay. I, I, I told myself I was doing it out of the right motives. And then I realized, no, nah, not always. There's sometimes I do kind of do something nice and then think in the back of my head, I hope this person uh, is going you know, to pay I, this back. And when they don't, I, I feel a little like disappointed, but I shouldn't have, you know? Yeah. And the reason why it came to me, and I think all of us, sometimes we, we fall in that category where we notice something right. in ourselves after something happened. But this guy, in a, like an MLM guy, multi-level marketing guy. Uh-oh. And he was like, you know, it's a, it's a friend, but he's, I realized he's not a friend, it's acquaintance. He was, he was a, he did something and it's something that I did already. Like he was trying to give me a connection with somebody, but I already done that. And then all of a sudden the next day was like another call to kind of connect me to a sales situation. And you can smell it from a mile away as a salesperson. So it's a, you know, it, it, you can just tell and it, it really pushed me off. I mean, come yeah, on, I really that's unfortunate. thought you're doing something really good to help me. You're doing that, trying to help me out yesterday because you wanted to get something today. Literally, it was like right. a day after. But it's MLM and it's like, you know, to give people a bad name, MLM could be a good feel yeah, for people. Yeah, there's plenty so. of good. I, I have family that are in MLM, and I think they actually do it the right way. And yeah, I'm glad that I've seen their example of that because for the longest time, I thought MLM was just the complete yeah. devil and stay away. 
not to say I'm looking to jump in, but you're going to uh, get all these calls now. Jared, well, <laughs> I got some face potion. I, I get them anyway. <laughs> but the point is, is I, I now that I've seen their example, I appreciate their example. They're, they're leaders in that space, I think, because they they are relational. They are, you know, setting it up what I figure is the best and smartest way moving forward. But a little bit of a tangent there, but always fun chatting with you, Donald. Thank you. Thanks, Jay Money. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm.